Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. listening to the book summary presentation of Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. Narrated by Barbara Fernandez. Your mindset, or how you see yourself, shapes how you respond to people and events to affect your outcomes. In this book, Dweck draws on 20 years of research to explain how you can recognize understand and change a fundamental mindset to impact all aspects of your life. Why do some people fall apart in face of setbacks while others turn their failures into success? Why are some people obsessed about proving themselves while others can laugh at and learn from their mistakes? The key difference is in their mindset. Dweck found that there's a fundamental difference in mindset the growth versus fixed mindset that explains many success factors such as resilience, self-belief, and the willingness to take risks and strive for excellence. The fixed mindset is the belief that your qualities cannot be changed. Since you believe these qualities are a permanent part of who you are, you feel the need to constantly prove yourself. The growth mindset is the belief that your qualities can be changed and nurtured through effort. You believe that people may be born with different gifts, interests, or temperaments, but everyone can change and grow with experience and practice. Mindsets aren't permanent and can be changed. That is, you can choose what you believe. You're likely to have a mix of both mindsets, but skew toward one of them. You also don't have the same mindset all the time. For example, you may have a fixed mindset toward your personality, but a growth mindset toward your abilities. In this summary, we'll explain the differences in the two mindsets, how they affect various aspects of our lives, and how we can change our mindsets. Fixed versus growth mindsets. Our mindset affects how we define and approach success. People with a fixed mindset define success as being perfect, mistake-free, smart, or right. The focus is on validating themselves. However, those with a growth mindset believe they are successful so long as they're improving. This frees them to focus on growth. As babies, we weren't afraid to fail or make mistakes. However, as we grow older, we start to worry about how others think of us and we avoid situations where we look bad. Returning to a growth mindset means working on becoming smarter and better rather than just appearing to be so. People with growth mindsets thrive when they embrace challenges. They learn from others who are better than them. They love experiences that stretch them and are driven by a desire to push their boundaries. 
so much so that they sometimes achieve the impossible. On the other hand, people with a fixed mindset thrive when they are in their comfort zone. They're interested only when they see results and lose interest when things don't work out predictably. Hence, they tend to surround themselves with people who make them feel or look good and prefer tried and tested activities that validate what they're good at. People with fixed mindsets also allow themselves to be limited by test scores and evaluations that supposedly tell them what they can achieve. Those with growth mindsets know that they're only limited by their willingness and ability to learn. They constantly seek out opportunities to grow and stretch themselves. That's why many ordinary or even underperforming kids can grow up to become outstanding artists, sports people, or scientists. There's nothing wrong with having self-confidence and belief. The danger comes when you feel you're entitled to success because you're special, or when you define your self-worth by your achievements. When you do so, you'll start to fear losing this sense of specialness. Famous Russian dancer and teacher Marina Semyonova identified potential in her students by observing how they handled feedback during their trial period. Even NASA prefers candidates who have bounced back from massive failure over those who have a track record of only successes. Generally, people with a growth mindset have a more accurate self-assessment of their strengths and limitations. Since they believe they can improve in any area, they focus less on inflating their abilities and focus on objectively assessing their current abilities so they know exactly what and how to improve. Likewise, our mindset affects how we define and approach failure. When things go wrong, everyone feels bad to some degree. The difference is in how we respond. People with a fixed mindset say, I'm a failure, and allow it to define them permanently. They may blame themselves and decide there's nothing they can do. Or they may try to protect their image by hiding their deficiencies, finding blame or excuses. Those with a growth mindset may also feel upset, but they see the mistake as an incident and a problem to be overcome. They say, I failed this time, then try to identify their shortfalls and seek alternative routes to success. College students with growth mindsets were found to learn from other students who did better than them, whereas students with fixed mindsets tried to make themselves feel better by looking at others who fared worse than them. Our mindset also affects our attitude toward effort and hard work. Many of us associate effort with inferior ability. Think of the fable, The Tortoise and the Hare, which teaches us to put in more effort if we lack the natural abilities. If you have a fixed mindset, you may actually be afraid to put in effort because you believe the need to work hard means you're not special and you're silently worried that your best effort won't be enough. Effort is crucial to success regardless of your level of talent. Most geniuses actually accomplish what they do through years of hard work. For example, 
Mozart produced his first famous pieces only after ten years of practice. Inventions are not a flash of brilliance, but the result of a series of discoveries that make a breakthrough possible. There's nothing wrong with the desire to win. The issue is whether winning is a means or an end. People with a fixed mindset put in hard work only to achieve a specific outcome, such as winning an award or getting to a certain position. People with a growth mindset are driven by their passion for excellence and end up winning as a result of their growth. Now that we understand the differences between the two mindsets, let's examine how they affect various aspects of our lives. Parenting and education. Parents and teachers often praise children with the good intention of motivating them. However, praises are a double-edged sword. As a rule of thumb, don't praise for abilities or talents. Instead, praise for processes like strategies, effort, and choices. When children are praised for their abilities or given positive labels like talented, gifted, or smart, it cultivates a fixed mindset. They feel stressed about meeting expectations and they start to doubt themselves if they fail. They may also get the wrong message that they're loved only because of their talent or intelligence. A better way is to praise for effort and approach. Affirm children's love for learning, effort, strategies, and tenacity in handling challenges. When kids make mistakes, how parents and teachers respond will also shape their mindset and future outcomes. Avoid giving negative labels or excuses. Don't say things like, he's so useless, or she's just not as smart as her brother. Nor should you protect children from the failure like blaming circumstances, brushing off the mistake as unimportant, or assuring them they'll win in the future just because they're talented. It's better to give constructive feedback so they know how to learn from the failure and improve. For example, you can say, I loved the effort you've put in for this test. Now let's figure out the parts that you didn't understand. Reassure the child before a test or performance that you'll be proud of them for their learning and effort regardless of the outcome. Harsh judgment and punishments also tend to backfire. The worst message you can send to your kids is that they're loved only if they succeed on your terms. Children who were punished as babies for crying and fussing tend to become angry with or even abuse other children who cry. When you say no, do it fairly and respectfully by sharing your decision-making process. Even if the child is clearly not putting in effort, you can express your frustration gently. For example, I feel disappointed that you're missing this chance to learn. Can we see how to do this better in the future? In education, fixed-minded teachers tend to lower standards just to let students score or raise standards without providing the support for students to reach them. Great teachers set high standards and teach students how to achieve the results. They take an interest in all their students rather than prejudge them and focus only on the achievers. Great teachers make a difference because of their love for learning 
and their genuine passion to learn together with their students. They use a growth framework and give process-related feedback. For example, Marva Collins successfully transformed many problematic students who were discarded by other schools. She believed in the children, took pride and joy in their learning, and gave them a challenging learning schedule and materials. The children rose to the challenge and were motivated to learn. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps so you know everything about the book in minutes. Similar to how parents and teachers mold children's mindsets, coaches shape their players' or trainees' mindsets and results. In the book, Dweck compares how fixed-minded coaches like Bobby Knight can cause their players to lose passion for the sport, while growth-minded coaches like John Wooden push their players to put in their best effort each and every time. In sports, Many people associate natural talent with physical attributes when the true differentiator is in the mind. Many sports legends made it to the top by overcoming natural disadvantages and short-term failures. For example, Muhammad Ali didn't have the natural physique of a boxer, but he made up for it with speed and mental sharpness. Michael Jordan was rejected in college and the first two NBA teams he applied for and became a basketball legend from hard work and self-improvement. On the other hand, tennis player John McEnroe regularly bragged about being number one and found excuses when he lost. People like him and Billy Bean were successful earlier in their sporting career, but their fixed mindset eventually worked against them. There's a crucial ingredient in sporting successes, character. This is the ability to dig deep, find your strength, and keep going in face of setbacks. It determines if you can make it to the top and stay there, and if you crack in face of failure or persevere to make a comeback. Character is built on the growth mindset. Dweck calls it the mind of a champion. You can identify someone's mindset from what they say. Basketballer Isis Tillis reveals her fixed mindset when she says, I just feel like I'd be such a failure, and I'm going to end up like my dad, a nobody. Candace Parker shows her growth-minded thinking when she says, If you work hard at something, you get out what you put in. Growth-minded champions like John Wooden, Tiger Woods, and Mia Hamm care about winning, but they focus on pushing themselves to be the best they can be. They see winning as a byproduct of being their personal best, unlike others like McEnroe, who see winning as a way to affirm their superiority. Growth-minded athletes treat setbacks as a wake-up call and an opportunity to learn, like how Michael Jordan kept persevering in face of failure. Fixed-minded athletes are poor losers. McEnroe was so humiliated from losing a match 
that he didn't play mixed doubles for 20 years. And Sergio Garcia fired his caddies and blamed others when he performed badly. All sports are essentially team sports. Even swimmers must be supported by a team of trainers, nutritionists, etc. Fixed-minded athletes love the spotlight and being superheroes, while growth-minded athletes understand that being a star player is really about playing their role well. They also continue to perform as they age because they keep working on themselves. Business and Leadership Growth mindsets can help companies to thrive while fixed mindsets lead to their downfall. Enron's focus on big talents led to an elitist culture with a fixed mindset and tendency to deny deficiencies leading to its demise. On the other hand, Jim Collins found that good companies that became great had a common success factor. They had humble, hardworking leaders who focused on improvement rather than the limelight. Mindsets affect management decisions. In a study, participants were split into two groups and tasked to run a simulated company. One group was told that their performance was measured by their capacity, fixed mindset, while the other group was told to develop management skills, growth mindset. Both groups couldn't meet their targets initially. However, the growth mindset team could learn from their mistakes and kept improving, while the fixed mindset team was too bogged down by their fixed abilities to learn. Leaders with fixed mindsets, such as Lee Iacocca or Albert Dunlap, use their companies as a vehicle to validate themselves. Star CEOs with big egos believe they and their company are superior. They focus more on their image and on displaying their superiority than on tackling the tough problems in the company. The CEO disease can affect leaders at all levels. Due to their desire to be seen as heroes, such leaders focus on short-term strategies that make them look good, surround themselves with worshippers, and lose touch with reality. Fixed-minded leaders also tend to be defensive, controlling, or put others down. As the people around them start to behave the same way, the disease spreads. On the other hand, growth-minded leaders like Jack Welch, Luke Gerstner, and Anne Mulcahy focus on growing themselves, their people, and their companies. They understand the need to address weaknesses for long-term success, even if that means getting criticized in the short term. For example, Jack Welsh always made time to meet with his frontline employees. He believed in mentoring, focused on teamwork rather than superstars, selected people with the passion for growth and excellence, and removed brutal bosses from his company. Although Welch also became overconfident and made mistakes at times, he used these as lessons and wake-up calls. You can cultivate a growth mindset in your organization by finding managers with a growth mindset, training people in mindsets and communication skills, and creating a conducive environment where people can thrive. Give constructive feedback and cultivate beliefs that skills can be learned. Show that managers are learning resources and your organization values learning and perseverance.
Dweck's Brainology Workshop helps people to understand how the brain works, how abilities can be developed through coaching and practice, and how they can develop themselves and others. Relationships. At some point in our lives, all of us are hurt by others. Our mindset determines if we can deal with heartaches and disappointments or stay permanently scarred. This is because our mindset determines our beliefs about our qualities, our partner's qualities, and the relationship's qualities. People with fixed mindsets in relationships believe that they, their partners, and the relationship cannot change. They assume that if they're meant to be together, they'll understand each other and agree on everything. When things go wrong, they get disillusioned that things will never improve. They also give themselves labels like unlovable, unworthy. They feel judged or rejected, lash out and assign blame, rather than seek understanding and solutions. By contrast, people with growth mindsets in relationships believe that they, their partners, and the relationship can change. Thus, they focus on the issues and learn from bad experiences so they can improve the relationship. They understand the importance of putting in effort, learning to communicate, and working through differences. Mindsets also affect your friendships and social life. People with fixed mindsets may unintentionally use their friends for validation and to offload their issues. They are usually ready to offer advice for their friends' problems, but are less interested if their friends are doing well. Shyness can be found in people with fixed or growth mindsets. However, studies found that those with fixed mindsets tend to remain socially impaired, while those with a growth mindset are more likely to overcome their shyness by learning new social skills. Social-emotional skills can be learned. Most relationship issues result from communication problems rather than character flaws. For things to change, there must be motivation and commitment to take concrete actions. This starts with a willingness to focus on what the other party wants so they feel you're trying to help them to reach their goals, rather than change them into what you want. Now that we understand how mindset affects our lives, let's look at how we can change our mindset. The key message in the book is not that fixed mindsets are bad and growth mindsets are good. It's about creating awareness of the two mindsets and their impact so you can make a conscious choice. It's about accepting where you are with all your imperfections and removing artificial constraints so you can decide if or what changes to make in your best interest. If you decide to make the shift, here are some steps and tips that you can apply to get started. First, be aware of your mindset. Try the online questionnaire at mindsetonline.com to identify which mindset you're skewed toward. Find out if you have a different mindset toward different aspects of your abilities or personal qualities. Next, reflect on the impact of your mindset. Think of people who have growth versus fixed mindsets. Do they try to grow or challenge themselves or prove and defend themselves? Why and how do they do that? 
Research on someone you admire. You may be surprised to discover how much work they've put in to achieve what they did. Third, know that you can choose and change your mindset. List down what you use to judge yourself, for example, test results or what people say. Examine them and realize they don't really dictate your outcomes. When you're feeling discouraged by a challenge or setback, focus on what you can learn or do to overcome it. Make a concrete plan. Visualize in vivid detail when, where, and how you'll carry out your plan. Imagine your brain forging new connections as you do so. Instead of saying, I can't do that, say, I can't do that yet, and make it happen. Finally, examine your mindsets as a parent, teacher, coach, at the workplace, and in your relationships. Consider how you can shift your mindset and nurture growth mindsets in the people around you. We've just looked at the two mindsets, how they affect us, and how we can change them. The book includes many other anecdotes, examples, and resources, such as letters from readers, examples and studies in schools, sports, companies, and relationships, tips at the end of each chapter to help you apply or reflect upon the ideas in the book, and detailed scenarios of setbacks that you may encounter with a walkthrough of how to shift your thinking. If you've enjoyed the ideas in this summary, do get a copy of the book or visit MindsetOnline.com for more details and resources. We hope you've enjoyed this book summary presentation of Mindset by Carol Dweck, read by Barbara Fernandez. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.